Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 55 of the Talkin' Talkies. As always, I'm Pat McDermott. Joining me is Dan Peck. Um, I don't have a quote prepared. <laughs> wow, so I, I don't really... I see what we're doing here. We're going to do role reversals now. Because we <laughs> took over for Pat on this week's Club Kayfabe. We started the show the same way I started the last show. <laughs> yep. Uh, Pat McDermott is not on this show. That, in fact, is Dan Peck. Oh, that's who I am. Okay. Yes. And uh, and you're Chris. That's right. I was about to say, who am I again? Didn't even remember. It's been so long, I can't remember. Oh, God. <laughs> you came out of the blizzard. Friends? <laughs> Family? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like when uh it's like when Rick woke up from his coma. Guys, guys, yes. Uh, hey guys, this is Talking Talkies season two, season and, two, and all this January we took requests from you guys, the guys that listen to the show. Uh, one of our club kayfabe regulars, Matt Hardman, friend of mine that I have actually known for the better part of fifth. Years now, because I'm also close with his brother CJ. Fifteen years. That's right. And Matt here suggested that we watch a little film called Fanboys. Now, if you're not familiar with Fanboys, it's a, an independent, limited release type film. Uh, not a big theatrical release, but it was created as a Star Wars homage. They're paying homage, Jimmy. Paying homage, Jimmy. Um, this movie is all about a group of kids who well, are going to go. They're s- not kids anymore. They're, yeah, they're not kids anymore. But they're going to go break into Skywalker Ranch to watch episode one because their friend is dying of cancer. Kind of. Uh, Do they ever say it's cancer? They just say he's going to die. He's really sick. Bye. Uh, they do. Yeah, they do. It's one of the. I think Windows says it early on. Like he's, it's like he's got cancer, man. Like a throwaway line. But uh, so we're gonna go ahead and review Fanboys, directed by Kyle Newman. 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 Yes. So of course, even though this movie came out in 2007, 2008, or 2009, depending on who you're talking to at the time. Uh, it actually takes place in 1998. Yes, it does. It's Halloween, and they're having a Halloween party. And this dude's there. His name is Eric Butler, and he's really lame because he works at a car dealership, so he didn't even wear a costume to the party. He just came in his work clothes because he came straight from work. And his his old high school what buddies show up. What a lamer. Yep, his high school buddies show up. There's... <laughs> there's Linus, there's Hutch, played by Dan Fogler, who's been in lots of other stuff, and of course Jay Baruchel, who plays Windows, and they're dressed as Darth Vader and two stormtroopers, and they're kind of, you know, they're being the, the big nerds at the party. And Zoe, who works there, played by Kristen Bell, is kind of like, yeah, you guys are nerds and you've never grown up, and she's kind of just like blowing it off, even though she's buddies with them and... Is kind of one of the guys. Well, we realized that Eric hasn't seen his friends in a really long time, and him and Linus don't really seem to be getting along 
They used to be BFFs. Yep, and something happened that separated them for like three years. They so yeah, grew apart after high school graduation. Yep, uh, Eric is still. He, he, Eric's got his his big boy job at his dad's dealership. Um, <laughs> uh, Hutch lives in his mother's garage. No, oh, sorry, it's a carriage it's a, house. It's a carriage house. <laughs> and Windows is working at the comic book store with Zoe. So they're kind of like, oh yeah, he, this guy here, he grew up, and he, he, we all drifted apart. But come on, man, you, you st- you're like us. You still like Star Wars, right? Well, here's what's going on. There's episode one's coming out. They got the little countdown things on their phones, and or whatever oh, you had. Like the Palm Pilot. <laughs> yeah, the Palm Pilot. That's right. That's the nineties. Because it's 1998. It's, it's yeah. November of 1998 at this point. <laughs> yep. It's like you know when we were kids, we had this big plan. We're going to sneak into Skywalker Ranch and we're going to steal a rough cut. He's like, we're not going to do that, guys. Come on. We're all grown up now. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I got I'm at the dealership now and my dad's doing these cheesy commercials. and My brother's a big jock. And he's at his job learning all this cool stuff, like how his dad's going to pass the business on to him. Wear the hat. <laughs> Wear the damn hat. Uh, the, hat, the hat's good for you, but... <laughs> and that's what his buddies show up to inform him that, look, we didn't want to tell you this, but Linus is actually dying from cancer. And he's like, you guys told me, are telling me this now? He's only got four months to live? And episode one comes out in six months, so... Oh, no. So Eric decides, we're going we're gonna to do this. So he goes over to Hutch's garage... Sorry. Carriage house. I love the one time when he says garage, he gets so mad that he bites his side mirror on his van. (laughs) So he goes over there and he tells him, let's do this. Let's take this road trip and make out this plan. And he shows him the map that he still had and everything. And Windows is like, oh, yeah, we can we can get all the stuff that we need. You know, I've got this online girlfriend. Her name is Rogue Leader. You know, he's obsessed with her because he even brings his little. What do they call it? What's the laptop he's got? Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what they. I don't remember. Called it. It's not. It's not like a ThinkPad or anything, but it's a. It's it's the. It's like a really old '90s term. Somebody posts it in the comments. Um, and you're going to meet up with Rogue Leader, and she's going to help them infiltrate Skywalker Ranch because she's got all the inside information. You know, and they they do the cyber nasty, which is so gross. So, they're going to take this road trip in Hutch's van, with his awesome soundtrack. It's all Rush all the time. All he has is Rush albums on cassette. Yep. So, it's all Rush all the time, and there's no jerk in it in my van. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, alright, fine. So, oh, and his van is, uh... His van's got like the the Star Wars prints on the side, and it's got the little R two on top, like in the X wing. And when he tries to turn the power on, he has to hit the roof, like Han in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and they got no one hit the red button. Yes, and do not hit the red button. That's the last rule. So they're taking this trip. They they mapped out their route from Iowa, or not Iowa, Ohio, to Texas. 
to, to yeah. yeah to, but first they to California, to but first they got to go to Texas. To but Hutch weird. Hutch diverts them to Iowa because they're doing this statue dedication where the future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk is taking place, and they just want to start a fight with some Trekkies. So they have uh, Admiral Seashultz, which is Seth Rogen, in one of his first roles in this movie. Seth Rogen. And they're just, you know, they're, they're just trolling him the whole time. Well, I love that he, he mocks Darth Vader for having asthma. And but then yeah. later, he tells out his inhaler. How do you say, I'm going to die a virgin in Klingon? Oh, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, damn, they got me. I'm also, I also love, uh, oh, name me one gay character in Star Trek. How about uh, Captain Picard? No, Captain Picard's not gay. He's British. <laughs> oh, come on, make it so. <laughs> they actually start a fight because he calls Han Solo a bitch. And nobody calls Han Solo a bitch. So of course they get into they get into like the ultimate nerd brawl where they're all they all they know how to do is just push and shove each other. <laughs> oh, the guys come out with the Klingon weapons. Yeah. Linus but you know they're just it's just like plastic and <laughs> Windows calls times out. He's on the ground. And then when Eric sees what's happening, he drives to their rescue. But after they uh, they get one last scathing remark, they back up into the statue and destroy it, and then give him the pressed ham. And yeah, give him the pressed ham. Well, after they make their escape, the van breaks down because they get a flat tire. So they go for help, and they don't a- have a spare because. Windows thought they would absolutely positively have to have a grappling hook. Oh yeah, because they're doing they're doing a break in. You need in a heist, and you, you can't do a heist without a grappling hook. So of course they're inside a biker bar and they're getting trolled pretty badly. Because it's a gay biker bar. Yeah, Hutch is trying to be all manly. I used to fuck guys twice your size in prison. Um, I don't think this is the right place to say that. Hutch, you want to calm down on the the ass fucking? (laughs) Well, their entertainment didn't show up, so now they're going to be the entertainment. Oh, gosh, so they have to strip. (laughs) To Menudo. (laughs) You expect us to strip to Menudo? (laughs) But, and I love how the show ends when Hutch drops his pants and reveals his one nut that he has. So they're all turned off by the display. And then they get rescued by... Danny Trejo! (laughs) The chief can help you. The chief can fix you, man. First, have some chips with guacamole. Guys, I don't think this is your regular garden variety guacamole. Because it's lined with peyote. (laughs) And then after he fixes their car the next morning... I, I love the dream sequence. First, he thinks there's like an Ewok... At the fire pit. And then when he's laying down, the Star Wars crawl comes up and says, you are very, very high. But the chief fixes their van. Oh, we learned that he is the chief. He likes speaking in the third person. It confuses people, but it works great with the bitches. (laughs) And then he gives his peyote to Linus. Just a big bag full of peyote. Hey, you need this. So they arrive in Texas. Windows is. This is like the best part. 
in his awful shirt goes in. And his, he the, doesn't have his glasses on because he wants to he wants to be suave. And of course, they go to Java the Hut, which is both a Star Wars pun and the name of the cafe shop that Kristen Bell worked at when she was on Veronica Mars. So they get that in joke in there. And then when he sees, he finally sees who, who Rogue Leader is, he puts his glasses on and realizes she's 10. And so they like run out the back door. And yeah. then, and the then, best part of the movie, I gotta say. E- Ethan Supley is playing Harry Knowles. <laughs> it was originally going to be Kevin Smith. But uh, he had to drop out to do editing work on Clerks 2, so Ethan Supley's playing Harry Knowles, and he realizes that Windows was cybering with his 10-year-old niece, so he beats the crap out of him. <laughs> and then he's he, uh, like beating them all up. And then he has to, he gives them the fanboy quiz. Oh, yeah, because they say, no, no, we want to break in and get an early cut of episode one, and we'll give Ain't It Cool News exclusive rights after we see it. We'll tell you everything. Yep. But, of course, the weak link is Eric. Because he doesn't know Chewbacca's home planet. So what's Chewbacca's home planet? I'm like, hey, I knew that. I didn't know some of the quote-unquote easier answers. That I, knew. <laughs> I knew the hard one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't come up in the movies. They're right about that, but... I mean, it is mentioned in episode three, but this is, uh, you know, 1998 right now. So he's from Kashyyyk. Yeah. So he the gives Wookie them home world. Well, he gives them their information and says, all right, guys, you can uh, you're going to meet my contact in Vegas. Well, how do we know who he is? Oh, don't worry. You'll know. Just say you're looking for a scruffy nerve herder. Yep. But they end up getting uh, pu- they end up getting chased by the police because they're speeding down the highway and they're gonna hit they the a- red button to get away because they have a huge bag of peyote so they can't just pull over. Oh yeah, so Harry, that's it. Hit the red button because he's what's got- the red button? Light speed, bro. Light speed, bro. <laughs> and he hits and he- it and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and it makes the failing sound from hyperspace failing Empire. <laughs> They finally, they, they get away. It's working because he's got a can of nitrous underneath. But uh, they crash through a state police sign that makes it seem like, join the force. Yes. And <laughs> the, the, the empty space looks like Darth Vader's helmet and then their rear lights are his eyes. <laughs> so, so they're in prison and <laughs> Hutch lines the toilet with the pieces of his ham and cheese sandwich so he doesn't have pieces of everybody's ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah. Just He's so. gotta drop a bomb, bro. But they uh they go to see the judge. They get bailed out by Zoe who took like what, like two buses and plane. Yeah, yeah, a plane a taxi. taxis. <laughs> she was next to an old guy who had a full diaper. <laughs> So uh, it's Billy D. Williams playing Judge Reinhold. <laughs> oh yeah, and don't don't laugh about his name. Don't laugh about his name. So he uh, he says he's going to let them go, but he also because he talked to Eric's father, and he's got this message that says "Come home or you're fired." But Eric's too deep now. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give this up. 
This is when they decide. They're like, okay, we'll just drop Zoe off at the nearest airport, and then we'll just continue on. She's like, hell no! I went through all that. I'm coming with you guys. Plus, she's hot and she wants to stay with you guys. I mean, come on, bro. Come on, Windows. Come on, bro. So they get (laughs) they get to Vegas, and uh, they kind they kind of split here. Eric and Linus go to find. uh, Go to find this contact while Hutch and Windows hit the tables. And this is the first big clueless moment where Zoe's trying to tell him, you know, why do you need to go over there while the with the uh, the hot girls play in the slots? Just hang out with me. And he's like, no, I got to go be Dak. So they they get the girls up to their hotel rooms. Which <laughs> is, is the, you will take off your shirt. The Jedi mind trick. <laughs> What I love about this is that uh, Windows spends the whole time just talking about Zoe. And meanwhile, Hutch was trying to sweet talk the girl, not realizing that he could have already had it. (laughs) Because they're escorts. They're escorts. You're escorts? She's a hooker. No, I'm an escort. What's What's the difference? difference? I don't know. (laughs) And then their their daddy shows up, who is Seth Rogen, too. Roach, but it's okay. He's almost gonna let them go because he's got huge ass Star Wars tattoos. Oh man, this arm is all Rebel Alliance, and this arm's all Dark Side. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got a huge Jar Jar tattoo on his back. His Jar Jar's oh, gonna be the shit. He's gonna be the shit. <laughs> so uh, he starts chasing them down. Meanwhile, Eric and Linus they have to find- break into a con. To, yeah. to meet the scruffy nerf herder. And it's a Star Trek con. Of course. Surrounded by Trekkies and their Trekkie buddies are there. And of course the contact is who else? But William Shatner. How'd you get all this? I'm William Shatner. I can score anything I want. And you never seen me. <laughs> yes, and we never met. Why do we have so a co- why is there a copy of your book in here? <laughs> That's just something to read for the road. So they get attacked by at the Star Trek con. <laughs> yeah, but they're buddies that they from Met the statue. <laughs> yeah. So they start chasing these guys, and Hutch and Linus are being chased by Roach. And they run into and they, Zoe, and then they're like, "Run!" And she's like, no, "Rescue I was the going princess!" <laughs> so, so they get a. They end up all getting confronted by their chasers, and that's what. Uh, He's like, you called Han Solo a bitch. Well, Han Solo is a bitch. And the pimp is like, nobody calls Han Solo a bitch. And starts- Seth Rogen starts fighting Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So they, uh, they, escape, they escape into the garage, and they're taking off in the van. And they, they, they get away successfully, but they realize Linus isn't in the van anymore because he fell out the side while they were running away. So they have to take him to the hospital. And uh, the doctor, who is Carrie Fisher, is like, your friend is very sick. You need to go take him home now. And this is when Eric goes full on, like, no, we've we've come too far for this. This is our Death Star. This is our Death Star. We we need to keep going. So they're 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 gonna break him out of the hospital, even though nobody's trying to stop them. Because <laughs> no, the he doctor. can just, he can leave because he wants to leave. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they can't make him stay in the hospital. So the doctor's just like, all right, well, here, take two of these every three hours. So he kisses her on the lips and goes, I love you. And she responds. I know. <laughs> and we all laugh. Now they're getting to Skywalker Ranch, but first they got to make a quick pit stop because Linus has to drop a deuce. But the bathroom's occupied. God. <laughs> the greatest, the best cameo in the movie right here. As Kevin Smith is just hanging out inside the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, Jay Muse comes popping out, spitting. And he's I don't like, want to do doing that no more. What did I tell you? Nice and womanly. Womanly? So friggin' great. So they arrive at Skywalker Ranch. They scout the place out. And uh, Windows gets to use his grappling hook to get over the fence. Grappling just, hook? Just so he can unlock it and let the rest Which of the Which he in. literally climbed like a six-foot fence. <laughs> I love that uh, Hutch is trying to do a combat roll, and then he starts crawling on the grass and gets left behind. And somebody's like, dumbass. <laughs> so they get in, they discover the museum, and they're geeking out over everything, including the indie stuff. And Willow's spell book, you guys! Will's dumb. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that, the security guards show up dressed like uh, the THX. THX eleven thirty eight, and one of them is Ray Park, who played Darth Maul. <laughs> so they 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 go on the chase through Skywalker Ranch, and they end up in Lucas's office, and that's where they find the rough cut. And I love that Lucas's background is Jar Jar, because <laughs> we know how into that character he was. They're uh, they're confronted, they're captured. Oh, look at those security guards! Yeah, it's it's Craig Robinson and Will Forte and as Will cameos. Forte. And I love they're like everyone's like grabbing memorabilia, saying they're gonna break it, and they're calling each other's bluffs. And then Will Forte's character's like, "I like Star Trek better anyway, so I don't care." <laughs> and that's when they're like, "Oh shit, I guess we gotta give up because <laughs> he will destroy himself." <laughs> And then the head of security is Danny McBride. Yeah. You gotta get all the friends. Yeah. This all the, this is the end cast. We gotta review that someday. Yeah. That movie's ridiculous. So they're all uh they're all being interrogated and Lucas calls. Oh I can hear his beard. And it's all right. He's touched and moved by their story, so he's not going to charge them unless they can prove that they're indeed fanboys. So they start giving them the quiz, you know? What is, uh, what's what's the fake planet that Leia gives Grand Moff Tarkin? Oh, that's easy. Dantooine. Oh, yeah. Who's Luke's gunner? Dak. Where's a woman's G-spot located? Wait, what? <laughs> I love the- asking about sex positions, and Zoe's the only one that knows them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Mississippi handbag, which they made up for the movie. (laughs) And then he's like, all right, well, Lucas has agreed. He's going to let you guys, not only just let you guys go, but he's going to let you see the movie. They all celebrate. And then he goes, "Mm, just him and points to Linus. And Linus gets to watch the movie. And when he he comes out and they all give him that look and he just smiles and calls Chewie. Because that's how they they do do shotgun. Which, for a while, that's how I used to get all my friends to call shotgun in my car. I would, if somebody called shotgun, but somebody else said Chewy, they would overrule. And I'd be like, nope, they said Chewy. That overrules. <laughs> Keep that in mind, Dan, if I ever drive you anywhere. If you call, if you call Chewy, it overrules anybody else who says shotgun. 
so they uh they have their little moment of clarity here and it looks like eric's gonna start doing living the dream and we fast forward to may 19th 1999 the premiere night where they're don't say that date may 19th (laughs) sorry kane has even better. I didn't realize episode one came out on May nineteenth. Maybe that's why Kane was flipping out so much. You know, I never like made six years later. Yeah, I never made that connection. And of course, they're camping out in line for episode one, and Eric's got some. Uh, it looks like uh, <laughs> is that better be a secret R two? No, my penis. <laughs> so Hutch and Zoe are dating. Uh, Eric's now a public <laughs> Windows and Zoe. Are dating. A Windows, yeah, sorry, Windows and Zoe are dating. Eric's published. And Hutch finally started his uh, his detailing business out and, of out of the carriage house. Yep, and of course, two Boba Fett's arrive to get Eric's autograph and start berating him for the comic. But his big brother shows up. He's like, "What's going on, Boba Fags? Why don't you ask the man for an autograph?" Okay. <laughs> like, oh. "What are you doing here? Come on, man! It's the wars." Hey, C three penis face, how'd you pull off that? So they all go in, they they have a beer, they toast to the memory of Linus, and as the movie starts and everyone celebrates, Eric just goes, Hey guys, what if the movie sucks? And credits. Credits. Uh, I covered most of the trivia uh, as part of covering the film, but let's talk about the, uh, the cancer storyline, because initially, <clears throat> uh, producer Harvey Weinstein said, N- like, no, we're not doing this. This cancer version, like, so he re, they, it was forced the film to be recut with all the cancer stuff taken out. Well, fans got so pissed about this that they threatened to boycott superhero movie, which they probably should have boycotted anyway. So he agreed to let the storyline back in, and that's what the final cut was. The only scene that didn't make it from that version to the final cut was when Linus accepts his fate, he throws his pills into a canyon. So, um, as far as other stuff is concerned, uh, the fact that Captain Kirk and Khan don't look anything like their likeness, and Seth Rogen's like, well, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. The whores at Viacom threatened to sue us if we use their likeness. Well, that actually happened. So they turned it into a, an in-joke in the movie. <laughs> the reason why Windows looks the way he does is because they wanted Jay Barchell to mimic what George Lucas looked like in the 1970s. Crazy hair and big glasses. The passenger side door of Hutch's van does say fanboys on it, and it's written in Oribish, which is the Star Wars alphabet. <clears throat> and uh, the theatrical release poster mimics the 40-year-old virgin. It's the 40-year-old virgin poster, but the dude's wearing a Darth Vader helmet. Yeah. And that's because the big stereotype is that fanboys are the quintessential 40-year-old virgins. Uh, I got seven years. <laughs> so, so yeah, that covers Fanboys. Thank you for the suggestion, Matt Hardman. This is one of my favorite movies. Fanboys. It's, uh, yeah, I'd never seen it, so. It's fun. I had it's heard about it. I, I had seen the Kevin Smith and Jay Muse part before. Yeah. Because, because reasons. Well, of course. Next week, we're not going to review a good movie, (laughs) but we're going to have fun with it. We're going to do the Super Mario Brothers movie because Mike Irizarry from the Pie Crust asked for it, and he does our album art, so I guess we kind of had to. 
Well, that what well, the true story behind this is. We were getting close to the start of the new new season, and we didn't have album art yet for the new episodes. So I'm like, Mike, give us a movie so you can make the album art finally. <laughs> He's like, Mario Bros. And I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you know what? We'll do it. We'll have fun with it. It's really not a good movie, but we can still have fun reviewing it. I, I maybe, maybe, it. maybe we'll just review Mario 3. Act like it. I mean, it's on a stage. That's true. That is true. All right, guys. Well, then that's your assignment to go watch the Super Mario. Oh, Brothers by the movie. way, Mario Brothers movie is just straight up on YouTube, so you can find it. Yeah, it is. So there's no excuse, guys. You can go watch this, and then in February, join us for the second annual and also final Mel Brooksuary. And what else are we going to kick off with? But silent movie. Oh, and this was talking talkies. Yes. Well, well, this is going to be a fun one to review. It might be like a 10-minute episode. We'll see. It could be. I... <laughs> we shall see. All right, guys. We'll tune in next week. For the Mario Bros. <laughs> it's me. Bye.